You're about to listen to another inspiring word from House on the Rock Church, the London Lighthouse. For more information and interaction with House on the Rock, please visit our website on hotr.org.uk. And everybody put your hands together for Jesus. I've got a really short time to bring to you a quick word from the Lord, but I pray that it will change your life. And it will help you on your path to destiny. I'm a woman of the word, so we are going to open up our Bibles. If you don't mind, turn with me to 2 Corinthians. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient. Okay, have they brought it up? Okay, fantastic. Everybody, let's read it. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. I want to share with you a word that the Lord sent me to speak about because in our generation and in the church especially, we have a misunderstanding or a, we have a mis calculation when it comes to the word weakness. We do not have a kingdom mindset when it comes to weakness. So the enemy uses the flaws, the inadequacies, and the weaknesses of human beings, of us as believers to keep us away from actually become what God wants us to be. Because we look in ourselves, we look at the mirror, and we see everything that we are not. We see everything that we've done wrong. And immediately the enemy causes us to focus on our weaknesses, our inadequacies, and causes us to count ourselves out of the race. He causes us to look at what we don't have and what we have done wrong to keep us prisoners of our destinies. But God sent me here today. He said to me, I want you to go and speak to them. I know it's Mother's Day. But I believe everybody can catch a word. I want you to go and speak to them on a message. Don't count me out. Don't count me out. And today we're going to be using the story of one of the matriarchs of faith to get us to have a kingdom mindset when it comes to our weakness and that there is nothing that causes us to be disqualified from ever being beaten used by God. Satan wants you to see the things that have gone wrong in your life. In fact, we get to a place in the church, how many people really know the scars of people's lives? We don't really know because we come here when everything is rosy. We want to look pretty because there is a shame in the body of Christ that makes us think that our weakness causes us to be disqualified. And God says, you don't have a kingdom mindset. And because you don't have a kingdom mindset, you help, this, you help the devil to propel an ungodly message in the body of Christ by making somebody think that because they have some scars, because they have some inadequacies, they cannot be used by me. But if you will have a kingdom biblical mindset of your flaws... You see, the reason why we die and we must be baptized as believers. No, no, Jesus didn't say, oh, go and maybe be baptized. If you are not being baptized, help me, Lord Jesus. Be baptized. 
The reason why we must be baptized, because there is a power that gets communicated to the believer. That when I am standing alive, I am a pawn in the hand of Satan. But if I will die with Christ, what can you do to a dead man? How can you hold me prisoner when I'm already dead? I don't have nothing to lose. You cannot make me ashamed about anything that has ever happened in my life because I recognize that I died. So everything that you may think is a weakness, <laughs> you don't recognize the God that you serve. And so Satan tries to hold so many of us captives inside. We are in a different season spiritually. And so God is trying to get the church. You think the pandemic was for the world? The pandemic was for the church to wake up from the sleep and the slumber that we're in. But Satan saw the power of the church if it would wake up. So Satan focused on the church during the pandemic. That's why so many of us are now comfortable watching TV, calling it that we're going to church. Because you thought it was a pandemic. You thought it was a virus, but God is about to be up to something. And every time God is about to move, he finds not the world, his children. He sends something to wake us up. But Satan also sends something to be, put us back into further sleep. The season that we are in. God don't have time for jokers. An army is rising. I know you've been hearing it all the time, and it's so frustrating. I'm like, Jesus, we've been telling them, we've been telling them, we've been telling them, and an army is rising, and they're sick and tired of hearing it because they ain't seen the army. But just about, just about the time, when people start getting sick and tired and people start getting weary, then it is time. The season that we are in is like never before. People say, I wish I lived in the Bible times. Honey, you are living in Bible times. God is demanding for the church to rise up. And so he needs to polish out some flawed mindsets. That is the biggest weapon of the church. One of it is where we disqualify ourselves because we think that we're not good enough. And so there's a story in the Bible in Genesis chapter 29. And it's so amazing how when we speak about the, the patriarchs of faith, even the matriarchs of faith, we miss this incredible woman of God. But the funny thing is, she looks just like us. Genesis chapter 29. Somebody say, don't count me out. I need you to say it like you believe it. Don't count me out. Genesis chapter 29. Bible saying that there is this man called Jacob. Jacob has now by this time heard about the promise of God to Abraham. 
You see, Abraham was different because Abraham heard what God said to him, but there was no signs of the promise. So you can laugh at him and mock him because you said, I'm going to make you a father of many nations. Where? I don't even have one child. But by the time you get to Jacob, the manifestation of the blessing and the promise of God was there. So Jacob knew who he was. He has seen God move in the life of his grandfather. He has seen God move in the life of his father. And now he was walking in the truth that he was a very important person to God. But sometimes when God makes something out of us, we forget where we came from. And so when it was Jacob's time for him to find the partner that he was going to walk with on this journey, see, oh, Mr. Mighty, the patriarch of faith. <laughs> he said, who shall I find? Bible says that in verse 14, Laban said to Jacob, surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him a month. Then Laban in verse 15 said to Jacob, because you are my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me what shall be your wages. Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older one was Leah and the name of the younger one was Rachel. Rachel's eyes were weak, crooked, unpretty, not fine, not a patriarch, not a matriarch, a good for nothing. And Jacob said, who can walk with me in this destiny that God has given me? He looked past Leah. He said, just like they said to Jesus, can anything good come out of this? You see, so many people look at themselves and look at their, the, the people next to them and say the words, can anything really good come out of this? Because the Bible says that he looked past Leah because she was weak and crooked and he saw her flaws. He saw everything that she was not. But Rachel... How many times have you looked at yourself and you've seen yourself? You says, I, I, I can't speak properly, God. I, I, you can't make me a speaker. I, I, can't, I don't really know anything about business. I failed my degree. I, I can't really be a manager because... Da, 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 da. But I'm so inspired by Mimi. I'm so inspired by Pastor Temi. I'm so inspired by those who are already taking the stages. I can't see anything good about me, but I can see my flaws. We are so quick to label in the body of Christ. We are so quick to label in the world because we can see the inadequacies of people. Say, but I don't want Leah, but I'll take Rachel. I, I, they don't want me, but take, they'll take the little girl that just came last week and make her a manager. But they don't, they don't want me. Uh, I, I'm, the, I'm the firstborn, but they want my little sister. I, I'm not worthy to, to be a part of this story. And God says, you, you see, the problem that you have is that you are focused on who is against you. 
Because it don't matter the fact that Jacob don't want you. There is a reason why you, Leah, are the firstborn. Job said, he knows the way that I take. <laughs> why you're in a country. Why you are in a city. Why you are in a church. Why you are in a workplace. You keep despising that same position that God put you inside of to orchestrate your destiny. So, because ain't nobody have authority over your life. Nobody can make you. Therefore, nobody can break you. You don't think I'm good enough to be a matriarch, but it don't matter what you think because God calls me, Bible says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you and I set you apart. There is a reason, Leah, you are the firstborn because before I placed you on this earth, there was a plan that you were going to be the matriarch of faith. But her eyes were crooked. This little girl spent seven years of her life watching somebody disqualify her. <laughs> For seven years. I mean, come on now, let's, let's put it into practice. Has anyone ever had an older sibling married before them? That's a real thing now, imagine then. She watched seven years. My sister can get a husband, but I will never. All my age mates have bought their houses, but I will never. All my colleagues have been promoted, but I will never. Everyone's getting married, but I will never. And Satan gets you stuck because you see your inadequacies only. And honey, let me help, help some sisters. Don't make anybody make you become something that you're not just to get a promise that God has already given to you. So, Leah, morning and night, every single day, saw what she was not comparing themselves with themselves they are not wise oh looking at what she was not by looking at somebody else if she could only but get a word from God saying honey I got you set up I will use whatever including a crooked person to get you to what I created you to be from the beginning of time. I, 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 will, I will turn the clocks in your favor. That's who I am. My name is Jehovah. Elohim, I created the universe. There is no accidents inside of my world. I am Jehovah. Everything is in my hands. Come on, you like it when the, the little kids, they say, he got the whole world in his you better sing it with belief. Because then you know you can't mess me up, devil. I might be here and Rachel is planning her wedding, but somehow, somehow, God's gonna maneuver me into my destiny. What you have been laboring for all these seven years, expecting for seven years, somehow, somehow, I'm gonna be in the marital bed. 
But we don't, we don't, we don't, we, she didn't know that's what God is up to. But we have the scriptures so that we can know that's what God is up to. So I don't sweat when it look like God ain't bringing the promise. What I do know is that all things, everything, all things work together to put me inside the promise. Pick up your Bible, read it. God trying to show you so that you can be free. How a Christian have anxiety, I don't know. You ain't read the scriptures? How? How? It don't matter what I don't have right now. But God is maneuvering my destiny. <laughs> Jacob counted her out. Rachel counted her out. But the race is not to the swift. <laughs> there is a help that she had. There is a help that you have because the race is not to the swift. So this woman went on the journey somehow, somehow. God orchestrated everything and Leah was the one that was in the bed. I mean, come on, you said you have been loving this woman all for these seven years. You don't know that it is Leah and not Rachel. That's cause God blinded your eyes to put in place who he needed to be in place. I know who my husband is in the dark. And my husband, he never said working for me for three days is like nothing. Jacob said, mm, seven years, but like nothing. It don't mean a thing. He was so in love. But God shut up his senses. You love someone that much, you don't know that you're not marrying them? God shut up his senses. Because she, he needed to put Leah in the place that he had ordained her for. There is a place that God has ordained you for. It don't even matter that you can't see it. God is maneuvering your destiny to get you there. Let me, let me, let me, let me help you. Leah didn't know nothing. Leah didn't have no expectation of her life. And so the Bible says, oh Jesus, help me. All right. The Bible says, now see, he said, she get married now, and she's the wife. Then Rachel, having a hard time, because she's going to have no babies. The Bible says, oh, Jesus, help me. Verse. thirty. So Jacob went into Rachel. She becomes a side chick. And indeed, he loved Rachel more than Leah. Still counting her out. And he served with Laban for another seven years because he loved Rachel and not Leah. I mean, do you know what it feels like to stay in a place where you're not loved, not wanted, not cared about, not none? But we're sitting here, we want to front like it's Leah, but we know that feeling. We know that feeling to be in a position where we feel like nobody sees us. That nobody 
sees the worth of our destiny, that nobody cares about us, that no one has no good, so much so that what they think about us has now become our own identity. And the Lord saw Leah was unloved. Let me pause there for a minute. Nobody saw her, but the Lord, the Bible says his name is El Roy. The Lord who sees me. The Lord saw Leah that she was unloved. And he flung open her womb, trying to say to her, Leah, I got you. I got you. They may not see you, but I see you. But she kept on chasing the love of and the approval of the man. She didn't chase the love and the approval of the one who had already approved her. How many of us are getting people to approve the vision that God has given you? And you're not moving because somebody told you that what God has told you is good enough. And God is saying to you, I gave you the vision and I need you to run. Paul said, I, I got a vision from God and I didn't even confer with anybody. Nobody knew. Nobody had to approve what God was telling me to do. He switched his mind. Oh, okay, okay. You don't believe that God has called me? That's cool. Because I wasn't waiting for you to approve me anyway. But, but you see, I love the God that we serve. Because the beauty of the story of Leah is that she is a matriarch of faith, but she don't look so faithful. And sometimes we count ourselves out because we look at our journey of faith with so many scars where I, I started, but I didn't get enough money. So I ran away from the land of promise back to Egypt so that I can feed my family just because I started getting wearied in the journey. And then we begin to disqualify ourselves and count ourselves out because truly I'm not like the man of God over there. I'm not like the woman of God over here. I don't have no faith. So God can't use me. God, can, God, God, God must have counted me out. He must have passed my destiny and my calling to somebody else. But you see Leah. God is showing her, look what I want to do in you. But she keeps chasing. Watch this, watch this. God gives her a first child. He locks up Rachel's womb to show her who she is, right? And then she goes, because the Lord has seen my affliction, surely now my husband will love me. Still her focus is the man, right? This is the matriarch of faith. This is what faith looked like, right? He said, and then she conceived again and bore him a son and said, because the Lord has heard that I'm unloved, still... Faith is messy. Walking with God don't mean you're always going to get it right. But Satan will get you to really focus on the place where you've messed up. Because you went back to Egypt, because you had the vision from God and then you went back to work. Because you had the child and you were raising him and then all of a sudden the child's messing up. Because you had the marriage and no longer do you have the marriage. So surely God can't call you into ministry. 
every time Satan wants to, in that place of your, your scars and your mistakes and your inadequacies and the things that you have done wrong, Satan wants to bind you and say that, I, you, you see, you, you see God, you can't use her. But he didn't understand something that the scripture says, is that I know my child. And I have already said in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15, yes, you will scar her. Yes, you will bruise her heels. Yes, there will be some shame that she carries. Yes, she will mess up. But don't count her out. Because, yes, you will strike her heel, but she will crush your head. Because we don't have a high priest that don't get what the faith journey looks like. He understands how hard it is to walk in faith. And he is not counting it against you that you've fallen. Because the righteous man falls seven times. But the problem is, don't stay there. Stand up. But we try to pretend like the journey of faith is, I believe God and so I walked with him until I got the promise. So when we start walking with God and then we start failing, Satan puts the failures as the identity. And he causes you to count yourself out. He causes you to give up on you. Because he doesn't have no power over you. He convinces you that you have made too many mistakes to be used by God. You will strike her heel, but she will bruise your head. Yes, I see that she's chasing man. Yes, I see that she's not looking at me. Yes, I see that she's been overwhelmed and has made this husband her God. I see that she doesn't look like the pristine Christian. But what I do know is this, that I cause all things together to work together for her good, including the mistakes, including the scars, including the mess up. If she will just turn her attention to me. And so the mother of faith, what happened? She made her errors, but she kept on calling God's name. But the secret is not that you're not going to make no errors. The secret is to keep calling God's name. It's to keep running back to God. It's to keep saying, I need you. And so this person that they said could never be used by God. Because her eyes are weak. By Rachel. Bible says that God remembered her one more time. <laughs> and he said, girl, I'm about to mess up the whole of humanity right now with your weak eye. 
because he uses the God that we serve, the foolish things of the world. So it's okay you don't understand that he says to Satan that my daughter messed up one time, two times, three times. You don't get to disqualify her. You don't get to count her out. You don't get to count them out. It's okay because I am a master of using the foolish, messed up, broken things of this world to confide and slap the devil up in his face. The wise. Yeah, so my, my, my story of faith is really messed up. I get it right sometimes and I get it wrong sometimes. I know the angels are shaking their head at me once in a while, but then God says, that's not your problem and it's not your business because I decided to use her before I ever placed her in her mother's womb. So as long as she don't give up on herself, as long as she don't count herself out, as long as she don't give up on the promise, she will always count herself in. So God opens up her womb one more time and she names the child Judah. This God, you messed me up so bad. Is this how great you are, right? He said, because in your weakness, that's when I step in as helper. I, I, I'm okay. I knew every mistake you would make before I gave you the vision. I knew every flaw that you had before I chose you and I chose you anyway because every time I saw your gap, I stepped into fully. My grace is sufficient for you because where you are weak, that is when my power is made perfect and that is what I use to knock Satan the right way up to say, see what I could do with so little that is submitted to me. And she named the child Judah, the weak-eyed, good-for-nothing, ugly girl that Jacob didn't want. God says, that's the person I'm going to choose for the Messiah to come through. Not the one that you want, but her with all her flaws and inadequacies. That's the one I choose. For he knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me, watched me make all the errors, he knows that I'm going to come out gold. What a mighty God we serve. Placed this good for nothing, weak eyed girl and made her the great, 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 great grandmother of the Messiah. Don't disqualify yourself because other people haven't approved you. Understand that you have been approved by God and there ain't nothing you can do except from count yourself out that could ever disqualify you from who God has ordained you to be. And she opened up her mouth and she said, now I will praise the living God. I will praise the living God. I will praise the living God. I will praise the living God who took my mess 
and made it into a message, who took my brokenness and made it into beauty, who took my ashes and made it beautiful. I will praise the living God. And God took that praise. We in a Thanksgiving service. He took that praise and he made it something that she couldn't dream of. She couldn't even fathom in her brain. Imagine that thing that you think is ugly, that thing that you think is good for nothing. If you will take it, wrap it in praise and give it back to God, what he will do with it. That thing that you, the Satan wants to convince you to disqualify, to count out as nothing. Imagine what God will do with it, with all the scars and brokenness, with all the lack of faith. Imagine what God can do with that same thing if you will wrap it in praise. Judah, I will praise the living God. Somebody will rise up on your feet and begin to praise the name of the Lord. You are worthy, Father. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. Only you are to be praised. Come on, somebody, open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. I know that God is restoring some visions. I know that God is restoring some destinies. I know that God is birthing hope inside of the lives of some people. Open up your own mouth. If you will wrap that thing... Satan lied to you. The only thing he was smart enough to do was keep you away from church this morning because he knew if he had ever known that if you will come to church this morning, God was about to do something in your life. He's orchestrating your destiny. He's orchestrating your path. He's putting you in a place where Satan tried to disqualify you. Don't count me out. Because here is my praise. I recognize that God can do anything, even with a broken vessel. Father Lord, we give you praise. We exalt your name. For you never given up on us, flaws and all. You are worthy of all our praise. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Come on, put your hands together and give Jesus praise put your hands together and give Jesus praise give Jesus praise give Jesus praise hallelujah 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 father we give you the praise we give you the praise. If you've ever felt like you've been counted out, raise your hands to the heaven right now. If there's somebody right now that even feels like in a, I'm in a situation right now where I'm feeling like I'm counted out. I'm excluded. I'm not favored. I haven't been selected. I've been passed over. Well, God sent you a word of encouragement through Minister Mimi this morning to let you know that the world might have counted you out, but he counts you in. Woo! He declares you righteous. That means you have a right to, the, to be favored, a right to be lifted, a right to be blessed, a, a right for a turnaround. Uh, right now, in the name of Jesus, we speak words of blessing 
over you. We, we speak words of blessing over you. We decree and declare supernatural turnarounds in your circumstance. You need to get your focus off man and put your focus on God. God was working on Leah to move her focus off man and to bring her focus unto God. And at the point where she got her focus unto God and gave out a praise to the Most High God, then Judah woo, was born, hallelujah, through whom the lineage of the Savior would come, hallelujah. The scepter of judgment and righteousness shall not depart from the house of Judah. Oh, I decree and declare supernatural turnarounds in your lives, in your situations, in your circumstances, in the mighty name of Jesus. And if there's anybody under the sound of my voice that has been counted out, you counted yourself out because you haven't yet accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. This is your moment. This is your time. You haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, whether you're online joining us or you're present here in person. This is your opportunity to respond to that call. Hallelujah. Harden not your heart in the day of salvation. Please repeat these words of prayer after me. Whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, or you're here in the hall, as you accept Jesus as your Lord, as you get counted into the commonwealth of glory. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the price that you paid. Today, I repent of my sin and I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe with my heart I've confessed with my lips. Therefore, by faith, I am a new creation. I am born again in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. We give God all the praise. If you prayed that prayer, you are indeed saved. You are indeed delivered in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. We want to help you to grow in the Lord, to move from being a child of God to become a mature son of God. So please direct message us on any and all of our platforms and we'll get in touch with you or email us at um, um, our web, uh, uh, at our address or visit our website and follow the pathway that is there. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this uplifting sermon from House on the Rock Church the London Lighthouse. We hope you've been informed and inspired. Join us for services every Wednesday and Sunday. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at HOTR London. Also, live stream our services on YouTube at HOTR London. For more information, visit our website on HOTR.org.uk.